Hello ladies and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host Noah and today we are going to be going over what it is to be a Proverbs 31 woman. So without further ado, let me put on these ugly headphones and we will get started. So if you haven't yet read this chapter, the epilogue, A Wife of Noble Character, it is also known as the Proverbs 31 woman and I highly suggest that you read it. You can find this in Proverbs 31.10. This chapter describes the characteristics of a godly woman and how she carries herself. So in this episode, we're going to be going over those characteristics and helpful tips that we can use to apply them to our lives. And remember, if you enjoyed this video and want to see more, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe. It would help me a ton. Thank you. All right, so let's get into it. In this chapter, it's going to be saying that this woman is a manufacturer, an importer, a realtor, a farmer, a seamstress, an upholsterer, and a merchant. Okay. So this chapter isn't saying that you need to achieve all of these roles to be considered a good wife. What this proverb is describing is a hardworking woman who knows how to get stuff done. She is a go-getter and thrives under pressure. She has perseverance and eats weakness for breakfast. When I think of a hardworking woman, I actually think of my grandma. So story time. So years ago when my grandparents had just gotten married, my grandpa had just finished law school. So he was super busy trying to get his law firm off the ground. All the meanwhile, my grandma was keeping the house tidy, feeding the kids, making meals, and getting her college degree. After finishing college, my grandma ended up getting her real estate license and found out she was a killer saleswoman. Ever since then, she's been kicking some serious butt in the real estate game, all right? She's four foot ten and a bulldog. It's always the tiny ones, man, I swear. <laughs> but when I think of a hardworking woman who doesn't take crap from anyone and gets the work done, I think of my grandma. She is so hardworking and so determined. That woman does not have a lazy bone in her body. If she's not moving, she's wasting time. I think this is an important trait that you have as a woman in general. And in the future, when you become a wife, you'll be able to carry that over. I think as women, we can look at my grandma's situation and understand what she was going through. We as women have an inherent nature to nurture. We care for and encourage the growth and development of things that are around us. And the closest thing to us is ourselves. I want to better myself. I don't want to be in the same spot I was a year ago. And that goes for you too. You want to be a better version of yourself every single day. You have goals and achievements that you want to reach at some point in your life. Whether it be to become a college graduate, a CEO, a wife, or even a mother. To some degree, we all inherit some of the qualities of a Proverbs 31 woman. Sure, I think we lack in some areas, but growing each day to improve ourselves is what I think God intended. I think women are incredible. When we set our minds to something, we are determined and so dang stubborn. But overall, we have a drive to achieve goals that we're really passionate about. And if you see yourself having less motivation to achieve goals and manage responsibilities, maybe you need a change of mindset. I remember reading this book about teaching you how to reach attainable goals. I think it was Atomic Habits, but I can't remember. I'll link it below if I find it. But in this book, it teaches you how to break down bigger goals into smaller, more attainable goals. I'll use myself as an example. So before my husband and I got married, we knew we were going to have to buy a house once we tied the knot. And mind you, buying a house is a really big goal, especially with the market that we're in right now. So leading up to it, we had a plan set in place. So we said, okay, first step, we need to save money in order to buy a house. So we saved money for a house. Check that off the list. Step two, 
Now we need to run our credit score to see if we can get a loan for the house. Ran the credit score, got approved, check that off the list. Step three, now we need to find a reputable mortgage lender who's going to be able to lend us the money for the rest of the house. So we did some research, found a reputable mortgage lender, and they want to give us the loan for the house. Great, check that off the list. Step four, now we need to find a great realtor who's going to be able to help us find our dream home. So we did more research and found a great realtor. Check that off the list. Step five, we find a house that we absolutely love and we put an offer down. And now we pray to God that they accept our offer. Check that off the list. Step six, now we need to transfer the money over to the seller in order to buy the house. Transferred it, checked it off the list. Step seven, now we need to transfer the deed and get the keys to the house. Did both of those, checked both off the list, boom, we're homeowners. That took me one minute to explain to you, when in actuality, it took us five months in order for all of those steps to take place. When we first thought of buying a home, we were so scared because the thought of it seemed unattainable. But by breaking it down and taking each step day by day, it really helped us mentally prepare for the journey ahead. Breaking it down will help you feel a sense of achievement and will help you take on bigger tasks. Another really great tool to use is a planner. Invest in a really cute, high-quality planner. Buy some stickers, some colored highlighters, and some colorful pens. Take time once a week for 30 minutes just to plan out your week. Using a planner will help you visualize what you want to achieve, and when you check those items off your list, you will feel a sense of achievement. It's a great way to get motivated and to hold yourself accountable to get stuff done. So one more tool, and I know this sounds so silly, but... My grandpa used to tell me this all the time growing up. He would say, you know, Noah, the most successful people in the world make their beds every morning. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, if you haven't heard the speech, it is General William H. McRaven. He once said, if you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. By the end of the day, that one task you completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you will never be able to do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> Obviously, this isn't going to magically pay the bills or make all your problems go away, but uh, it's an easy mind hack to get in the right frame of mind, right? You guys, it sounds so simple, but statistics showed that 74% of adults who make their beds in the morning feel accomplished by the end of the day. So if you don't know where to start, start by making your bed. All right, moving on. We're going to be going over the characteristics of a Proverbs 31 woman, okay? Proverbs 31.10, a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Rubies are rare and valuable. What this proverb is saying is that this woman is rare and different from women of the world. So some really great questions to reflect on are, are you using discernment in the way that you dress or the people you surround yourself with? Are you committing your ways to God and his purpose for your life? Or are you going out every weekend and making bad decisions? If you feel conviction in those areas, maybe that's the Holy Spirit guiding you to correct them. And uh, touching more on that verse regarding the way she treats her husband, as a woman of God, do you respect and honor your husband? We've discussed this in past episodes, but um, wives are called to be helpers to their husbands and vice versa. 
we're a team and working together by lifting each other up and using each other's strengths is what we're called to do as husband and wife. When you're constantly tearing your spouse down and nagging him to act a certain way, he'll start to feel defeated and beaten down. You'll make him feel like his best isn't good enough. And ladies, there is a fine line between nagging and making a request, but let's be honest, we know the difference. I am going to dedicate an episode to nagging because ladies, we are bossy as heck, okay? We need an entire course, let's be real. But uh, you know what I'm talking about when I when I say nagging, so I won't go over that now. I will use that for the future. But um, ladies, just work on lifting up your husband instead of tearing him down. Proverbs 31, 16, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Are you spending your money appropriately? Are you being wise with your purchases and investments? Or are you feeding that shopping addiction that you have? This proverb is saying that this woman is smart with her money and invests it to create assets, not liabilities. And ladies, if you struggle with this, that's okay. We always have room for improvement. If you haven't read this yet, I highly recommend that you read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It really helped me understand the importance on my outlook behind each purchase that I was making and if it was a wise decision long term. This brings me to my next proverb, Proverbs 31, 26. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instructions is on her tongue. I love the way that Tim Artis actually defines wisdom. He says, quote, wisdom can be defined as seeing a situation as God does, acting on it as God wills, and learning from it as God intended all along. And we've talked about this in past episodes, but obtaining wisdom is so darn easy. God literally tells us to ask for it because he gives generously to those who ask for wisdom. And lastly, Proverbs 31, 20, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. We're called to be like Jesus, and we need to show compassion to those around us, no matter the financial status. And ladies, I know I say this in every podcast, but again, if you struggle with these things, if you struggle in these areas and obtaining these characteristics, do not fret because you can pray and ask God to help you achieve that. He's such a faithful God and just wants to see our growth in our faith. So do not be discouraged. Keep praying and ask God to help you in the right direction. Well, ladies, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please feel free to leave a comment below on what you would like me to talk about next. And until next time, remember you are fierce and free because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, ladies, see you later. Bye.